So today is the last class in our series on prophecy. We certainly can't say that we uh, dealt with the whole issue of prophecy. We certainly got a nice overview and some, some deep insights into prophecy. And I want to end with a an essay from Rabbi Eliezer Berkowitz. And it's an essay called The Encounter with the Divine. Now he didn't write this specifically dealing with prophecy. But I found it so appropriate to what we've been learning and in a sense a very, very good way to wrap up everything we've been learning. We've learned a little bit about the prophets themselves, mostly about the prophetic experience, and especially the the teachings of the Ramchal on prophecy. I just remembered that we want to uh, remember in this class uh, your nephew Yedidia, Ben, Moti, and Esther, who's serving in the army. And other soldiers. And we should have him and all our other soldiers in mind. Thank you. We should be safe. So the one thing that I found this essay really dealt with is the importance of the prophetic experience in Judaism even though that's not why he wrote this essay but what comes out of it is giving us a very very strong sense of how important what he calls the encounter with the divine is in Judaism so I'm going to do my best to just go over almost everything that he, that he said in the order that he said it and I hope you'll find it as interesting as, as I did. So the first thing he says is that religion, he says in general, and especially Judaism, would be virtually impossible without what he calls the encounter with the divine. Without that, he said, the best we could have is a philosophical debate or an attempt at, at using logic to prove the existence of God. And he said the best that we could do is come up with <coughs> theoretics. He said the importance of the encounter with the divine, which is what we have been calling prophecy, is that it establishes the basis for the Jewish religion. Why is that? He says because without it, as I said, we can just conjecture. We can conjecture. But the importance of the prophetic experience in our history is that it establishes that not only that there is a God, but there is a God who cares. That's the main point he's making. 
is that when God reveals himself to a prophet or prophetess or the avot or the imahot what it, what it did is it took religion out of the category of pure faith or pure logic and bases it on an, a relationship and he says that's the importance of the prophetic uh, tradition in Judaism is that it establishes not just that God created the world but that God is involved in the human uh, sphere now he didn't mention it but I'm adding it that's the reason that everyone says that the first of the ten commandments does not say I am the Lord your God who created the world instead it says I am the Lord your God who took you out of the land of Egypt that he says that even if even if you could establish uh, through logic or even through proof even through proof that a God exists he said that still would not lead automatically to religion in other words you could <coughs> excuse me have a God that created the world set it in motion and then steps back he, he's done what he set out to do and the rest is in our hands or, or cause and effect or chance that the prophetic experience establishes that God not only created the world but he cares so he like the Ramchal says that we have a paradox in this encounter <coughs> And the paradox is that in one sense when God reveals himself to man or at Sinai it's an overwhelming experience. Remember that's what we learned from the Ramchal. That the actual encounter he uses the word terrifying. But he qualifies that and says it's not because God is angry or it's a result of sin he said that's just simply the reality of being in touch with uh, the creator of the universe the creator of the universe I mean like we gasp if we really understood the, the, the energy emanating from the sun just if, if we would even like contemplate what is going on in our little sun and here we have God who has created tens of billions of galaxies. So by nature, to be in real contact with that is like, how can it not be a, a overwhelming experience? But then he points out and he brings a number of quotes from the different prophets that while they were having this overwhelming experience, so it let's say by Ezekiel it says that God stood me up and he spoke to me and he brings a number of examples that in the very moment when God is revealing like the tip of the iceberg and overwhelming the prophet at the same time that is not his purpose 
His purpose is that the Prophet should be able to stand and enter into a relationship with him. This we have going all the way back to Avraham. Where Avraham, when he's negotiating for the people of Saddam, he says, I am dust and ashes. And then he continues by challenging God. So we see this highly paradoxical situation here where by definition the prophetic experience overwhelms the individual and yet God actually then strengthens the individual to be able to have a relationship and he quotes the Gomorrah that says in every place that you see God's greatness there you see his humbleness and though he doesn't quote Kabbalah but he mentions basically the Arizal's explanation that also by definition any contact as it were that God has with the world entails God holding back which the Arizal of course called Simpson that without that the world simply would not exist. It would be overwhelmed with the presence of God. The reality of a finite world and individuals who have uh, separate egos is all an effect of God, in a sense, holding back to allow all of this to happen. And in, in the Gemara, where in the Shemun Esra it says HaKel HaGadol HaGibor Vahanora and I think the definition that's given in the Gemara for Gibor he's strong is that he's strong in holding back which is like, like the opposite of what we think we think strength means assertiveness aggressiveness but he said God's strength is that he holds back he holds back and he said that allows this relationship to happen so he says that in this experience man is threatened and affirmed at the same time at the very, at the very, very same time and then he makes an amazing parallel and I've given it some thought I'm not positive I totally agree with him but for whatever reason at that point he wants to differentiate between the prophetic experience and what he calls mystical union and it makes a very strong case that Judaism is not a mystical religion what does he mean by that? that in a general sense the goal of mystical union is for a person to merge into the divine there's no difference between me and God that is like the ultimate though he did mention that the obvious case that we think of is not of an avihu that not of an avihu just simply wanted to merge into God 
wanted to return to God. And in that sense, he's actually very correct. He's very correct. He said that is not really uh, is not really a Jewish thing so much, because Torah is very this world oriented. And though, and this is where I may disagree with him, he seems to find absolutely no redeeming quality of that kind of experience. I don't 100% agree with him. But I do agree with him that when it's taken to an extreme, then there's a huge difference between the, the urge to just merge into oneness and the prophetic experience which it tries to establish what he calls a fellowship between God and man. So, he says that this is, this is the importance to us of prophecy. That when we read in the Torah that God spoke to certain individuals, it's not just uh, a history. He says that it actually establishes the viability of our entire tradition. He says because without that, we're left with some something that is not what we know as Judaism, something of a vague connection to God. That that is the importance, and I just, I just think after learning about prophecy for a couple of months now, that this is such an important factor because in, instead of understanding the prophetic experience as something that each individual could actually touch a little bit, or even understanding it as something that happened to great individuals in the past, here he goes like even one step further and talks in a philosophical way how important those encounters were. And then he says something that we, we, we know already is, but he says, by definition, these encounters have to be brief. He said, for one reason, is just because the, the nature of the transcendent, all-powerful nature of God can only reveal itself in this world to a, a frail human being for so long. But then he brings a, another reason. He says, because just like in the prophetic experience, God is both terrifying and affirming, but the essential thing is the affirming part. So if God would appear, not just to individuals, but in the world in general, too often or too openly, then free choice would not really be an option. It, it, it would, we just would not have choices. We know it because God's presence would be so... So uh, No, no. So overwhelming that how could you not listen to God? And since the way that God has made the world, at least up to Mashiach coming, is predicated on free choice. And so therefore, by... by nature, these encounters have to be brief. But then he says, this is where faith comes in. And actually, in one minute you'll see a connection to Pesach. He says, this is where faith comes in. That once 
the encounter happens after that there is what he calls the silence of God God is not uh, overwhelmingly present so this is something that we, we all know in maybe a different way when, when we have a peak experience in our life that has to do with confirming or affirming a certain belief system that we have we have a certain experience that is so powerful that it sets us on our way it establishes our derech but if we really think about it these moments were, were quite brief these experiences were a minute, an hour, a day and it, but they were so powerful that we changed our whole lives because we knew this, this is true this is what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to go who I'm supposed to be with so he says it's the same thing here is that these encounters are brief but they set the tone for, the, for all of Judaism he says but that's where faith comes in that faith is what allows us to take a brief experience and in a sense keep it alive because in the face of God's seeming silence if you don't have this very strong faith system based on some kind of uh, tangible experience it's, it's hard to hold on to especially when pressed against the wall it's very, very, very hard so he writes very poetically so he says that the encounter is the foundation of religion and faith is the edifice now we, we build our life on this foundation and then everything after that is based on, on faith and then he says an incredible important thing that is very very connected to Pesach coming up he says we read the Torah and we read of these encounters he said but that alone is not religion it's history it would be history this happened to this person that happened to this even if, even if they're Jews even though we come from this experience but for us thousands of years later it's history he said what turns it from history into a viable religion and this is not easy to explain but <clears throat> the example that he brings is that at the giving of the Torah at Sinai and the Torah says God says I am not making this covenant today with just you but with all that come after you and it says I'm making this covenant with you who are here today and all those who are not here today so when we learned about reincarnation 
So, one of the explanations, what do you mean with all of you who are not here today? So we learn that all who are not here today are actually part of those people who were here today. So he points out something very important. He says, it does not say, I establish this covenant with you and you will bind all future generations to this covenant. He says, it doesn't say that. He said, because if it did, then we'd be back to history. He said, the importance is that the nature of the giving of the Torah at Sinai is that it is continual and it is ever-present. He said, that's the crucial difference between history and a, a living religion. So he says that the giving of the Torah at Sinai and the encounters that we read about because the nature of the Torah and this we, this we have talked about in every class that we've given the idea that the, the Torah is eternal and it is ever present and you look into the Parsha and it doesn't matter if it's uh, 14th century Poland or 8th century Yemen or 20th century Israel it is always happening now this we've discussed many times about time of, of seeing that time is more than just linear because if it was just linear then there's history but all these things that we read about in the Torah that energy is happening right now and so therefore in relationship to Pesach which is coming this is, this is crucial to understand because if we relate to Pesach as something that happened a long time ago to other people it would also be important because it is our history but it has to be more than that it has to be that the energy of coming out of Egypt is happening right now to us as individuals to the Jewish people and to the whole world the energy of coming out of Egypt the story, the allegory is not just as, as true today as it was then but it is happening now it is happening now so he says he said that is the crucial ingredient in making Yiddishkeit alive and so therefore the encounters and again I'm just throwing in he didn't put anything about about Gilgal but we said that we are in the Avot and the Imahot and they are in us because all of the souls in a sense are mixed together remember we learned when it says call Yisrael Aravin Zelazel all of Israel is responsible one for the other but this word responsible also means mixed so remember we learned the Drasha that all of Israel meaning on the level of soul are mixed 
together and that's why we're responsible for one another because we are all linked together in this in this unified mixture so I found that this was incredibly uh, timely with Pesach coming like I said there's two ways to look at Pesach as a historical uh, story of the past or as a living reality today if uh, if anyone's read in in my book Season Sparks about exile redemption so in the Torah it says that Pesach has to be in the spring because in the spring we came out of Egypt that links the energy of spring with the energy of Pesach which we all know how intrinsic that connection is but I I wrote a whole essay based on something I learned from Rabbi Shlomo once and I'm not going to get into it now where he quoted one of the rabbis and says it's not so much that we came out of Egypt because it was spring he said there is a spring because we came out of Egypt now at first glance it's totally counterintuitive because there were spring times before we came out of Egypt but I explore in this article how true that is so in that sense that's, I'm only mentioning because in that sense there is the historical level in there as well so then he says that faith in a sense is, is a reenactment of memory and recognition now I found this very interesting because though he didn't mention it the first thing I thought of is what we've discussed many times the idea of the Midrash that says that while a, a fetus is in the womb an angel comes and teaches it the whole Torah and then when it's born it forgets and we ask so why go through the whole the whole thing so that it would be embedded in this subconscious all of that truth and reality and so therefore when we come to different crossroads in life and something rings true how many times we say to ourselves I knew this <laughs> like, yeah, this, I, like I, I never learned this but it's like I recognize this I remember this <clears throat> so he says that and this is an amazing thing he says the encounter with the divine as recorded in the Tanakh he says we can plug into that and through what we call, we'll call our collective unconscious memory and recognize that it's true so I think that's his the main point but like I said I found this to just a, a very fitting way to wrap up our series that he, he places the prophetic experience as, as really the centerpiece of what allows uh, Judaism as we know it to exist
it's really based on these these encounters but on a personal level we see this this as well is that I don't know if any of us can claim to have had a prophetic experience where God has spoken to us but I believe that all of us have had prophetic experiences where we did have an encounter with the divine perhaps not on the magnitude of the prophets but I think we've all had those experiences and we know how profoundly they've they've affected us and so here he's confirming not just for, for Judaism but for the individual because then after that you do have the what we'll call the silence of God that you know we pray we pray every day every week every month but how many times can we say that we actually have this this incredible experience of being in the presence of God it usually comes down to a handful of times but those handful of times become absolutely critical to give us strength to continue on, on, on the Derech on the of Torah so here we can understand it multiplied so I'll end with the bracha end with the bracha and then we'll I think what we should meditate really is on our desire to be close to God because that desire eventually is translated into real experiences and those real experiences are really critical for a person's spiritual health mental health psychological health emotional health because sometimes when confronted with just the silence it, it can be very difficult so we have to have these 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 moments so as we conclude the, the series that's what that's what I personally walk away from it because this is one of those series of classes that I really had to had to prepare from scratch so for me it was a total learning experience as, as well and that's what I personally walk away with it is a renewed uh, in, renewed inspiration to <coughs> follow certain spiritual practices that I believe will help me have an encounter with the divine.